Women Make Waves is an NC Fit podcast. What's up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Women Make Waves podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today, Ariel, Laura, and myself are sitting down with Carrie Pierce. Now, fair warning, guys, grab a box of tissues because this episode goes there. We talk all about body image and really what the transformation of being bulky and looking athletic and still wanting to be feminine looked like for Carrie and for many women in the sport. We also talk about not competing at the 2021 games and how devastating that was after getting a COVID-19 diagnosis. Now, Carrie is at the height of the sport. She was almost ready to retire after this year, and then not being able to compete in the games has completely shifted her mindset and leaves the future open for what may come. This episode is incredible, and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to it. Also, while you're listening, please head over and give the show a five-star rating and review. It really, really helps us continue to get awesome guests like Carrie. It warms our hearts to read all of the different reviews. And hey, who doesn't have five stars to spare? While you're in the App Store, please head over and download the NC Fit app. You get a free week free with four different programs a day in your pocket, ready to go, whether you are in the gym, in the backyard, in your living room with a friend, solo, all of the different fitness avenues, we have got you dialed. Be sure to check that out and get your free week in the App Store. Until further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another Women Make Waves podcast. We're here today with Miss Carrie Pierce. She is not only a CrossFit Games athlete, she's also a multi-passionate entrepreneur, which I think is the coolest part about getting to connect with people on this show. So Carrie, I am so excited to dive into all of the things that we, you know, we're talking about before we started recording, but we always like to kick it off with how are you making waves? Uh, so I am currently making waves in two different uh, places. First of all, uh, being a CrossFit athlete, just inspiring um, other people to be the best version of themselves. Um, and me personally being the best version of myself possible. So that is wave number one. And wave number two, as you mentioned, um, I have my own brand, Power Abs, uh, which over 100,000 people around the world are doing. And it has an amazing community uh, behind it. There's 66,000 people in our Facebook group, mainly women, uh, which is actually really cool. And they're all supportive of each other, um, basically because of this, the original Power Abs program that I created, um, which is a core program, and we've been able to expand upon that. So changing people's lives uh, through Power Abs. It's so fun to hear athletes, when we ask that question, a lot of times we get kind of like, oh, I don't know if I am making waves. But recently when we've talked to different athletes, they're like, heck yeah, making waves. Like I recognize the fact that I'm working really, really freaking hard and it's for something. It's not just, you know, just to do it. Um, so for you, I'm really curious to know where your passion for um, your business came from. Was it always something that, you know, you wanted to dive into or was it kind of something that not fell into your lap necessarily, but like you kind of ran into along the way? 
Yeah, so that's a great question um, because it's something that like I think a lot about because like before starting Power Ads, like I never thought I was actually going to be in business. Um, and doing CrossFit, you're an athlete, and I mean, at the end of the day, we all hate to admit it, but there's life after being an athlete. It only goes for so long. Um, so one day I got an email from a gentleman named Larry Connors and he asked me about business. He also wanted personal training. So we ended up sitting down to meet for a couple of hours and his assistant actually, well, after we started working together, his assistant said her husband and herself, but mainly her husband, um, was obsessed with my abs and was just like, you need to create an abs program kind of thing. Um, and at first we're like, is there a demand for it? But I've always gotten a lot of compliments on my abs, mainly due to being a gymnast. I say good genetics too. Um, and so they're like, you need to create an abs program. Um, so that was December, 2018 when we started Power Abs. So yeah, I wasn't really like pursuing anything and it kind of, it came to me. Um, and it's, it's been a lot of work, obviously anything is, um, but it's definitely been worth it. And it's been really cool just to learn a lot, um, and go down this different path than I ever thought I actually would go down. I think that abs are like the most iconic when I think like CrossFitters, you just think like, oh, can I come wash my clothes like on your core? <laughs> um, so how was that kind of, you know, we, especially on social media and everything else, you can see people's highlight reels. You see the best versions of people's bodies. You see the good lighting and the this and the that. How has it been building a brand and a business around you know, a strong core and what does that kind of mean to you? Yeah, it's, it's definitely been very interesting. Um, like you said, especially with social media now, like, you know, making sure lighting is good and this and that. Um, but also just being realistic too, like, okay, there might be bad lighting and your abs might not look good. Um, and there might be better lighting and your abs do look good. Obviously we all want the best lighting. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know, you should be confident in your skin, no matter what your midsection looks like. I think it helps build confidence in a lot of people. And that's something, you know, that we've seen that they feel more confident taking their shirt off at the beach. Um, and so then they're more confident just in their daily lives and they take it into their work or into their family. Um, so like I said, there's definitely like pros and cons um, of social media and everything that goes around the business. And, you know, obviously we try to get good photographers and make sure things aren't blurry. And there's a lot um, that goes into it because social media is our main uh, marketing avenue. So you want to make sure everything looks good there. Um, but also like in our Facebook group, like people will be like, Oh, the lighting's not good here and there. And people are like, still, you look great. Um, so it's always cool. Like having other people comment, even if someone gets in their head or I, they're like, I don't look good or I haven't seen progress in 15 days. And then someone's like, actually I have it or it's the lighting or whatever. Um, so it plays a big role, but it's trying not to dictate the entire thing. I totally agree with that. I think that social media can be such a blessing and can also be purse if not used correctly. Um, one thing that I love that you're bringing into your program is this idea of community because it's so true. Like we do get in our heads all of the time and it's so easy to stay there. Um, so I'm curious to know, like, how are you fostering that community within your Facebook group? Is it, um, like, I don't know, just how are you growing that and kind of what's your big picture, I don't know, the best case scenario for that group? 
Yeah. So, I mean, we started out with, you know, obviously you start out very small with only a couple members and stuff. And there's actually one lady who we basically put in charge of helping to grow the Facebook group just because she's very personable. Um, she's, she's like a typical mom, but she's beautiful and she's super fit. Um, and so I think she just like kind of embraces or is like a goal for what other people want to be or aspire to be. She had twins and a year after having twins, she's like back to being super fit. Um, and she's just so personable and so relatable and she's so positive. And I think that's one thing that she's really portrayed in the group is if there's any negativity, then she takes it out right away. Like she's in the Facebook group so much. And now we have a couple other moderators that help run the Facebook group because it's now it's, it's, it's growing every day at 66,000 people. Um, and I try and go in there as much as possible, but even no matter how much I go in, like people are constantly engaged in commenting and putting their pictures and everything in there. Um, so I think it's just positivity, like a zone just for cause it's mainly women. Um, so women to just feel comfortable no matter where they're at in their journey. And there's people in there that are, they say a hundred pounds overweight and they're still, they're posting pictures and they said they've never felt comfortable posting a picture ever before with a shirt off like of their midsection. And so I think that's part of it um, and the success of it. And it's been really cool just to see women open up um, and just be fully transparent and motivate each other, have accountability buddies. So there's a lot of cool things going on in there. I love that so much. It's so cool to see how a community just rises the tides itself when you just provide the space for it. That's something that um, I think has just been so amazing that's come out of CrossFit in general is just this idea that we can all do it. It doesn't matter what the goal is. Like every one of us can be part of the community. We can be part of this group. And it's so awesome to see such an inclusive group of people. I'm curious, um, and I know you kind of touched on it a little bit with like the moderators in the Facebook group, but how are you balancing building this business and competing at the level that you're competing. That seems so overwhelming to me. <laughs> well, there's days that it's definitely overwhelming um, just because, you know, it's, there's a lot going on. And as we get bigger, um, there's more and more demand on me and also on my team. So, I mean, I do my best to like in the morning, I get my training done then I'll do some power abs work between my sessions. Then I go to the gym and uh, finish that training and then devote the night to doing power abs. So, I mean, being honest, like it's pretty much my life between training for CrossFit and focusing on the recovery and building the brand. Um, but I have an amazing, amazing team behind me and they do a lot of work um, for behind the scenes. Like I'm the face of it and the abs of it and everything, but they do so much to make it go, make it grow. Um, so without them, it wouldn't be possible at all. Um, and also like, I mean, uh, I have an amazing coach that understands like, I'm like, okay, well, I need to do X, Y, and Z for power abs, or I have to move this session or whatever it ends up being. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, just making sure there's open communication between me, my power abs team and my CrossFit coach. How do you find, I know you just said there can be a lot of times where it's like crazy, crazy, busy, everything moving so fast. And you know, that's like a, a lot for many high achievers, their lives can be like that. How do you find those moments of stillness and quiet in those times to kind of like recenter and reground yourself? Yeah. So it might sound a little funny, um, but since moving over to the West coast, 
um, the nights, like especially after 8 p.m., I feel like the East Coast is kind of like shut down and like people are going to bed and stuff. So it's like at night that I just take time to myself and do what I want to do, whether it's like a relaxing bath or watch something on Netflix um, or sometimes just do like stretching and just like throw my phone like out um, and just focus on myself, like kind of like whatever I end up feel like doing because at the end of the day, yeah, you have to have that time to reset. And I know sometimes there's days where I'm just like going, going, going. And at night I'm like, okay, I need to do more work. I need to do more work. But I'm like, okay, even if it's just 30 minutes um, devoted to myself, or sometimes I go on a walk and just leave my phone at home to just kind of like let my mind clear. Because like you said, it's, it's super important and it's easy to get caught up in working all the time. And now with having phones, just not shutting ourselves off. Cause it's like, you can always be doing something or comment on this or like this or whatever that it's, you know, it's just put my phone away. I can't touch it. 30 minutes, like set a timer. Um, so for me, it's usually like at night, um, at some point just to shut my mind off and relax. I always joke that Netflix is like the most underutilized self-care. <laughs> so completely tangential, I got to know what the latest Netflix binge is. Uh, right now I'm on New Girl. So I heard a lot of people say it was really good. And I'm like, ah, uh, but I don't know if I should get it. I was like, yep, I have to, I have to. Um, so yeah, I got into it and it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I love New Girl. I feel like that is my go-to self-care. And Schmidt, yeah. <laughs> uh, is a big CrossFitter. So, or really enjoys the sport. So it's kind of nice yeah. to watch from that, from that angle mm. too. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about this a little bit before the show, um, and talking about, especially women starting to build muscle and having more of a muscular physique. A, what is your experience in, with that? And B, how is that experience kind of carried over into what you're doing today? Messages that you have for women and other people. I think all of us as coaches, I know I've for sure gotten this, is you know chatting to girls or chatting to people coming into the gym. They're like, oh yeah, but I like just want to get toned. I don't want to get bulky. I want to get, we're all laughing. I want to get toned. Um, so what do you kind of say to that? And how has your experience shaped that? Yeah, so... For my, uh, my path, I started in gymnastics. Um, I did 18 years of that. And when I was a gymnast, it was always like, you need to be small, you need to be small. Um, and I remember even when I was 15, like one of my coaches made a comment after one of my birthdays and said he noticed that I ate cake. Um, so I remember coming back and then like, it messed with my head a little bit. I didn't eat as much for a short period of time. And about a week later, he's like, oh, he's like, have you lost weight? I was like, I think so. He goes, oh, okay, because you look good. And so it was just like that kind of, you know, coming from that background and being a gymnast where it's like, oh, you need to lose weight. You need to be smaller, this and that. Um, definitely like messed with my head a little bit. And then even after getting out of college, like after I'd finished my gymnastics career, I didn't want to gain muscle. I wanted to be skinny. Um, just, you know, that's what social uh, society portrayed. And I don't know, then there was just like something that kind of like went into me and I was like, why am I listening to society? Like, I actually want to lift weights and I want to get strong. And I started doing like some weightlifting and didn't necessarily focus on whether I had muscle not or gaining muscle or not. It just, you know, kind of came with the territory. And then I ended up doing a physique show after that. And that I feel like was the first time that I like saw bicep vein and I got really excited and just allowed myself to look kind of how I wanted. Um, and it sounds funny, but I look back on pictures like 
after I finished gymnastics and I was like, I feel like my head was almost like too big for my body because my body like, cause I was small and I was trying to like, you know, be as skinny as possible. Um, and I just like looked back and I was like, my head just seems like it was like too big. Um, so then after doing the physique show, I ended up doing some powerlifting and kind of got, you know, I was strong at that point and then got into CrossFit. And I feel like it was when I was in CrossFit that I really embraced like being a strong female and embraced the muscles that I had worked really hard for um, throughout my career. Like even as a gymnast, I was like muscular, but still small. Um, and so I think now like it's been really cool just to see how much more uh, acceptable it is for women to have muscle. It's still like, you know, it's still making its way out there, but I think it's awesome um, that there are so many females in CrossFit that are muscular and strong and independent and it is acceptable. Whereas I feel like when I started, it was still like kind of looked down upon. Um, and even like, you'll still get the haters on social media and everything. But I think nowadays it's at least like becoming more acceptable and more positive than it has ever before. How was it in your start of CrossFit when you were, as you say, like it was less acceptable? What were some of the things that continued to propel you through the sport, even though there was some of this like negative feedback? Yeah, I think, as we said earlier, social media is kind of like a blessing and a curse. And, you know, you put pictures up there and then there's people that are like, oh, you look great. You're super strong. Whatever. And then there's obviously the com the uh, keyboard guys that, um, have negative comments. Women shouldn't have muscles like that. You shouldn't be strong. You're a man kind of thing. And there can be a hundred positive comments. And then you see the one negative one. And at least at first I would let it get to me. And it's like, why does this guy feel the need to comment? Why does he have to be negative? Like, you know, but then you realize that, oh, this guy has a picture of a dog as his uh, profile picture, or there's no picture. Like there's something else. It's not even him. So it's like, what does he even look like? What is he hiding behind? Um, and so I think you just kind of have to think about yourself and what you want and not let other people persuade you, though it's, it is really easy, um, especially in the society that we live in, we want to be accepted by others. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like we have to think about what we want for ourselves and not let other people uh, persuade that. And the longer I'm in CrossFit, the better I feel about my fitness. I'm like, you know, I work hard for this body and I'm proud of this body and I'm not going to let other people put me down um, because either a it's not what I should quote unquote look like or maybe they're jealous um, so remembering what I want even if like like I said at the beginning it was hard but it's gotten easier as I've gotten more fit and just and you know being confident in your own skin what has your experience of an elite level CrossFit Games athlete been like what has that been like especially as a female in the sport uh, as far as what, like competing or like other people talking? Like, what do you mean? Um, just your, like, yeah, from a competing standpoint, what has the evolution of that looked like? What has your training been? What has your mindset been throughout it? Yeah, so it's it's been a, an amazing uh, path. I started CrossFit in November 2014, and I made the CrossFit Games uh, in uh, November, or not November, uh, May. 2015, I'm like trying to remember dates. Um, and so I ended up making the games like shortly after I started CrossFit, about six months. And everybody was like, that's unheard of. But I mean, I had a, you know, a long gymnastics background, 18 years. Then I did some weightlifting and bodybuilding and powerlifting. So everything except the endurance aspect, but I still didn't know exactly 
what I was getting myself into. Um, and so, yeah, I went to the CrossFit Games in 2015. It was in July. And it was just such an eye-opening experience being there. Like, I was training maybe two to three hours a day then. Um, and my coach was also new to CrossFit. He had worked with other sports, including, like, the Philadelphia Phillies uh, pro baseball team for strength conditioning. And then got into CrossFit. So we were both learning together. And that was my first year and first experience. Um, and I got 21st. But that made me hungry to want more and to do better. Everyone's like, 21st in the world. Like, that's your first year. That's great. I'm like, no, that's, that's not good. I'm not working out to get 21st. So then we went back to the drawing board. And in 2016, had a little more experience, got a little more time under my belt training in CrossFit, and then ended up getting fifth place. And I think the first year when I went, like, I proved to a lot of people, or the first year that I went, everyone thought it was luck. Um, I think the second year, I proved to a lot of people that I belonged. And then especially the third year, I was like, okay, now I definitely belong. In 2015, when I went, I was like, seeing all these other girls that I'd seen on ESPN, I'm like, I don't belong here. Like, they're all so much better than me. Um, but after competing alongside them, I was like, okay, maybe I do belong. And then getting another year of training, it just built up my confidence. And I, I just, I've loved it. I'm this, uh, would have been seven years, uh, seven games, uh, which is, which is crazy to think about, especially when I started I never thought seven years later, I would still be doing it and still be addicted to it and want to get better and met so many amazing people. Um, in the process and amazing athletes that, you know, I feel like you have friendships for life. So not only is it like been amazing physically, but then it's also been really cool just to meet such amazing people. And I've traveled around the world teaching gymnastics seminars um, through CrossFit. So not only is like the competitive side really cool, but just the community and everything has been amazing too. I love how you stepped into like a semi new situation like that, right? Where you were kind of still learning the ropes and you know, didn't do as well as you anticipated. And then, you know, instead of just being like, okay, like kind of let down and negative, you immediately were like, all right, cool. I'm going to go back. I'm going to grow. I'm going to learn how to, to do this and belong here. And, you know, a lot of people stop at that point where they're like, Ooh, this didn't go how I thought it would be. I'm going to, you know, kind of back down. Um, so where did, I'm curious to know, where did that earned confidence come from? I think it came from the many years of gymnastics. Um, I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to, I mean, anything I do, whether it's CrossFit or power abs or gymnastics or even school and things. Um, and I start competing at a young age. So I think it's just like kind of my competitive nature was like, okay, I was 21st. I know I can do better. So like kind of compete with myself to see, you know, how much better I can do and where I can take my body. And I think part of it too, like, if I do so, I've always been like that perfectionist. And so like, if I do something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and seeing like, okay, I don't have a lot of experience and I got 21st, you know, that's, that's good. But it, I mean, we should always be striving to be, to be the best versions of ourselves. So I want to be better. I want to, you know, kind of see where I could take it. So instead of giving up, like you said, which, you know, is the easy thing to do. Sometimes you choose the harder and you see where you can, grow and put in the work and see where it can take you. That's so, it's like a breath of fresh air to kind of hear like, you know, you can kind of just work hard and see where it goes, right? Like so many of us, I feel like have such a high expectation for ourselves around like how we have to show up in certain situations. And I think being able to look at it as 
I'm going to focus on what I can control and that's how hard I work. And that's, you know, like my input, then whatever else happens that's outside of my control is outside of my control. Um, so I have a couple of questions for you in that realm, but first, what has your evolution been in terms of your mindset throughout competing? Because starting in 2015, the sport was still relatively newer. There wasn't a ton of this, um, like sports psychology around our sport specifically. Um, but now it's, it's becoming a lot more prevalent and it's a bigger conversation within more athletics. So I'm curious to know what your evolution of, you know, your own mental health has been. Yeah. So I think that's a great question. Um, because a lot of people, I mean, it, you know, it's talked about some, but I think a lot of people always think about like your mindset in competition and not necessarily day to day in training in life, um, which is a lot more important than just, you know, day of competition. Like I actually started training my mind with gymnastics. We would have one day a week and we would spend an hour at the end of training dedicated to mindset and building a strong mind. Cause I mean, in gymnastics, you're competing by yourself in front of a lot of people. Um, cause it's one person at a time. It's not team sport. You're up there on the four inch wide balance beam and you have to be confident in yourself and you have to have a strong mind because you can hit routines in training, but unless you can take that into competition, then you're never going to excel. Um, and so I think for me starting, I started competing at five years old, um, and started, like I said, doing mindset training, visualization, things like that from a young age. Um, fast forward into CrossFit, I was used to competing in front of people, but I still was very new to the sport. So I, I mean, I didn't really like have expectations or anything like going into my first game, just kind of like, okay, here I am. I'm going to do my best. Like there wasn't really much of a mindset of what I wanted to do or what I wanted to accomplish. It was kind of like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to do whatever, whatever I need to do and embrace the experience. Um, fast forward to the next year. I definitely like paid a lot more attention to little details, like visualization of the workouts. Um, and just like, going through them, making sure the workout was perfect and then move on. I'm a big fan of visualization. If I can see myself doing it, then I know I physically can. Um, and also I think something else that goes into mindset, like people always talk about how's your mindset like when you compete and like, well, I've built it in training every day. My coach has me do workouts that are tougher uh, than what he thinks is going to come in any competition so that I'm ready fit, not only physically, but also mentally, because he's like, you've done something harder than this. Believe in your training, believe in your body and your mind, and you're going to execute. That's the same focusing on that control. It's amazing. I love it. And it's such a cool way to think about it, too, because, yes, that applies to training and it applies to competing, but it also applies to our entire lives. And I feel like that's something that most people I would say and I'm like kind of going on the limb saying that but I feel like most people get that out of just doing CrossFit in general is just this ability like that resilience you know to be able to focus on the things that are inside your control when you're on the gym floor but then also on the competition floor and then also like at the DMV like there's no reason for us to be so upset at I'm like thinking about the guy 
in Zootopia. Remember the, do you ever see that movie with the sloth and he's at the DMV? That's just what I was thinking. Um, but we get so frustrated, you know? <laughs> Lord. Um, I've done CrossFit for a long time, Bloom, and the DMV breaks my mindset every time. No way. They're such nice people. They just need a break. Um, but I'm also curious to know, because this past year did not go as anyone would have expected. I think in terms of a pandemic, in terms of training through that, um, I'm curious to know kind of what your pivot was in terms of preparing this year, because it, we couldn't have expected this. Yeah, no, and that's, that's a great point. And I think, you know, everyone ended up taking it differently. And I remember when, you know, things first shut down, I like went through like a dip, just like everybody else. I'm like, do I even train? Like I've, I've been working so hard and now we don't know what's going to happen. And especially after they canceled the Olympics, I'm like, there's no way they're going to have the CrossFit games if they're not having the Olympics. So why am I even training? Like, why am I even wasting my time? And I think I went through that for about a week or two. It's kind of like, oh, this sucks. But then, I don't know. I, I love training. Obviously, I love competing and everything, you know, being out on the competition floor and getting to compete with amazing people. But I also love just working out. I love the process. Um, and so I feel like in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, why am I actually doing this? Because I love it. I'm not going to let, like, anything else affect that and even if like I'm not working out with other people and I'm by myself and whatever um it's like I'm doing this for me and not for anybody else so I think it's kind of remembering that aspect and I don't know as far as like working out like whenever we're all stressed during a pandemic like the worst thing we can do is not work out and not get those endorphins and not take care of ourselves um so I think you know it was hard at first when it was just like so unknown and I feel like everybody was like in this shock phase um but then like letting it settle and just being like well now especially I'm stuck at home like I might as well do at least some body weight stuff or might as well work out do something if I'm going to be stuck here um so just you know taking care of ourselves because we only have one body as well you might as well take care of it even if the circumstances isn't ideal um it's kind of adjusting to you know whatever comes our way kind of a tangent but just because my I'm curious what was your favorite that you can recall favorite CrossFit Games event Mary definitely Mary um I mean as the gymnast yes yeah, yeah. the gymnast yeah because I remember like getting through it and I was like well that was hard but I feel good and a lot of like I mean and it was like must I like muscular workouts more than you know like trail runs and things like that. And I love like CrossFit-y things too, but yeah, definitely like full on body weight uh, workout is my favorite. Do you have like a um, ritual for when you, maybe not when you're like going out to, well, actually, yeah, I want to know that one too, if when you're going out to the competition floor, but I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of like when these workouts get announced or things like that. Do you have like anything that you do like a rain dance to kind of like bring in the things that you want. Because <laughs> I feel like if I were competing, like that's what I would need is like something to make me like feel like I'm attracting, I'm manifesting the workouts that would be good for me. Bloom's like <laughs> rubbing all of the CrossFit crystals. Yeah. Which ones are those? Because I need those. <laughs> right. I was just about to ask you what you would do. Because I actually like, I don't have, I don't have any ritual or anything. 
that I would do. I mean, I like, you know, secretly like handstand push-ups, handstand walk, anything handstand. Okay. Oh, maybe muscle-ups. Are we going to, we, we're going to see something there. Okay, cool. Snatches, not cleans. Um, but no, I don't have any ritual that I do. Why? What would you do? I feel like I would literally just like stare. Like, you know how you do visualization exercises to make sure that you like feel really confident about something. I would do visualization exercises for things that I really wanted to be in workouts. Okay. I'm going to start never doing works. it. But I try it and see. Like you, let me know if it, if it goes better for you because maybe it will. I do that okay, with parking like, spots when I'm yes. like in a really, really crowded spot, and I'm like, "All right, Lindsay, picture the Tacoma finding a parking spot. Go down the next street. Boom, there it is." So it does work. So <laughs> I feel like we can do this. We just pull all of our mental energy. We can manifest workouts that will be good for you next year. There we go. Thank you. Send Dave Castro, you know, those, those vibes. <laughs> exactly. Um, what would you say if you could talk to like the next generation of CrossFitter or especially women coming up in the sport, what are some of the things that you would want to pass on to them? Definitely. Number one, be patient and have fun. Um, I feel like everyone is always in such a rush to learn things or to do new things that they don't necessarily take the steps needed as far as learning the basics, um, whether that's for, you know, the weightlifting or for the body weight movements. Like I always see people like, well, I want to learn my butterfly pull up. I'm like, well, you need to be able to do strict pull-ups first or keeping handstand push-ups. I'm like, you should be able to do a strict handstand push-up. I want to lift X amount of weight. Okay. Can you move well with an empty bar? Um, and like for me, like I obviously had the gymnastics stuff, the basic body weight strength needed um, before I started CrossFit. So then when I learned butterfly and kipping and all those techniques, like my movements were great, but it's because of that strength was already built. As far as like the weightlifting, I did a short period of training for weightlifting. It was about six months, but then I started CrossFit and I felt like it was all brand new again because it was a couple years after I had done that and rushed in, tried to learn to lift too much too soon. And then about two years later, like had to go back and relearn uh, the weightlifting because I was so fixated on lifting more weight, more weight that I wasn't doing it properly. Um, and so just be patient, like CrossFit, there's so much to learn, which is a blessing, but also a curse because it keeps it fun that there are a lot of different movements and things to master, but it's also really easy to get ahead of yourself and want to learn things too quickly. And then either a, you're not as good at it as you could be or should be, or you end up hurting yourself. Plus, I mean, CrossFit's a lot of fun. So enjoy it along the way. So true. And I love what you're saying about like, enjoy the ride, like enjoy the basics. I think that, um, all of my athletes can probably, remember a time when I had told them the same exact thing of like, Hey, maybe we need to like take a step back and fo focus on good quality body weight movement or good quality strength movement. And they're all probably like laughing so hard right now because I always say it and you know, it's not the sexy answer. Nobody really wants that answer. They want like the trick or the tip. Um, but that's what I really liked about your 
power ups program because I've looked into like the different pieces of it and you have so much on like the foundation and that's so cool to see because it can be really easy for people to want to jump into the other stuff but for you to like really be practicing what you preach with that is really cool to see thank you and you're so right it's it's all based on basics and I remember in gymnastics like level five is one of the most basic levels and my coach wanted me to be in that for two years and my parents agreed to it and they're like yeah like if she needs to learn the basics more like let's learn the basics where a lot of other parents are like no like move them on up move them on up and then later in life like I was you know at level 10 for four years but I ended up being state champion I don't know if it was three years whatever um and then I was national champion and it's like looking back okay those years in level five ended up doing me more more benefit or they're more beneficial than you know my friends that end up moving up too soon and we're at the level 10 for an extra year but they weren't as good because they didn't master the basics and I think it's similar to CrossFit like yeah you might take a little bit longer learning the basics but then you're going to end up doing better in the workouts later on than if you try to rush through the basics and move through them too quickly it's such a, it can be such a hard conversation to have with people when you're, when you're coaching and, you know, a lot of times it's like coming to their own realization, you know, years down the line of, of stepping back. Um, I'm curious to know too, for you, obviously gymnastics is a huge strength. Um, and I feel like sometimes people fall on one side of a coin of, Hey, I'm going to take my strength and I'm going to capitalize on that. And that's who I'm going to be. I'm going to work really hard here and I'm going to be the best here. But then there's also people who, you know, identify their weaknesses and work on that be to become more well-rounded. So I'm wondering like if you fall on either sides of those coins, obviously at the games, you have to be well-versed in, in every movement and the endurance aspect, strength, X, Y, Z, but just on a broader spectrum, what are your thoughts on, on that mindset? Yeah, so that's one thing I love about CrossFit is that there is a lot to work on. Um, and it's something like me and my coach have talked about and because of my gymnastics background, like obviously like that's a given for me that I should do well in those workouts, but everyone, keeps getting better and better so it's like even if you're good like you need to be the best or top five in all of the gymnastic workouts because then I have my weaknesses like my leg strength um that you know I'm constantly working on and trying to get better so I think it's it's I mean I do a lot of working out and a mix of everything um and obviously we're going to spend a lot of time bringing up my weaknesses because at the games like you can't have a 30th place finish um or multiple of them and expect to do well so we do spend a good amount of time on gymnastics and keeping my strength strong, but I feel like we actually do a lot of so many squats, um, just trying to get my legs stronger. So really trying to like work on those weaknesses, but also keeping my strengths, um, good as well. So it's a mix of everything, but I would say more of working on my weaknesses, especially right now. Okay. I kind of want to shift gears. And I have to ask you this question because I feel like we've kind of danced around it a little bit, but what the heck about this year? So I want to know from you, I want to know really, like we talked about focusing on what you can control, you know, like you put so much effort and energy into preparing and how did it feel for you to not be able to be out there this year? Uh, it was devastating. Um, just being an athlete, you know, you work each year um, to be the best that you can be. And 
honestly, like after last year, I was thinking of retiring. So I was like, finished third or yeah, finished third in the world, um, top American for the fourth time. And, and it would have been amazing. Yeah. It would have been amazing to end on such a high note after winning Atalanta and that moving me from fifth to third. Um, and I remember talking with my coach about a month after and just being like, I don't, I don't know if I have what it takes mentally to do it again. Like physically I feel fine. I feel great. But I think just being an athlete for so long, like it wears on you mentally more, I mean, physically too, but I would say more mentally, um, which isn't necessarily something a lot of people think about. But then uh, Bethany Shadburn, Danielle Brandon, um, both moved to Vegas. And I was like, okay, well, training is still fun. Like my coach is like, are you having fun? I'm like, well, now that, you know, they're here, yes, I'm having fun. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, like, I guess I should, why not go again? Like, I mean, I'm going to be fit because I'm surrounding myself with amazing people and they're pushing me to be the best version of myself. So I'm like, okay, I'll fine. I'll go again. Um, and then West coast was great. Like me and Bethany, uh, and Danielle went one, two, three, which, you know, our coach couldn't have asked better, uh, for better results. And then, you know, we put in another month of hard work, which was probably the hardest for me personally, just still like mentally. I mean, it was awesome being with Danielle and Bethany, but at the same time, like I just didn't have that hunger that I had last year, but I was like, I feel, I set PR in my snatch. I set a PR in my clean and jerk. I've been doing a lot of running with Bethany and oh, she's so fast and she's so fit. So I feel like that made me better. And Danielle's so strong to just like doing lifting Metcons and stuff with her had helped me. So I was like, I was feeling, you know, the fittest, that I had ever been and Bethany like was feeling a little off and you know then she ended up testing positive for COVID and that night I felt a little weird like going to bed and then I woke up the next day and uh, my manager was like how are you feeling I was like I feel okay I was like I don't know I, I just feel a little off and he's like you're stressed like because Bethany you know just had to get out of the competition so it's probably just stress I was like you're right and it's especially because I'm a low stress person like it takes a lot to get me rattled um that I was like okay that's that's probably it and every time someone would say something about Bethany or Bethany would come up like I would just start crying and I was like you're right it must be stress like I had a raging headache um and then Tuesday night even going to bed I woke up in the middle of the night and I had like a little bit of a chill and still the headache was there then because Bethany had tested positive they said me and Danielle would have to get tested every day um to be able to compete and we're like that's fine like whatever as long as we can compete like that's great then wednesday uh, after testing we were sitting waiting for the results and it had taken a little bit because they're like 10 minutes you should be fine out of here whatever it had taken 12 minutes and i was like something's weird then i saw them like start to walk up to my car and they're like you tested positive so we're going to retest you back the car up started crying obviously um and then they did another test within a few minutes. They're like, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be positive. Once the full 10 minutes hit, they're like, yeah, you tested positive again. You're going to have to leave the campus and basically not come back. Um, so I'm going to start crying again. <laughs> um, we cry, so cry all the time. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. So I'm not alone. Um, and so, you know, it's, it was hard and especially it being like the day of competition. It's like, you've already put in all the hard work. Like you've already done everything that it takes. Like this is showtime. Um, and I, I don't know, like lucky number seven. Um, and it just, I don't know, like I still feel like, like there's a hole 
Um, and I was trying to like explain it to my coach and he's like, I get it. And I was like, it's, it, it's crazy. Just and like, it still feels like a dream. Um, just like, I didn't even watch the, I was like, I don't even want to watch until like the final event. Then I watched a little bit, but I told Justin, like, keep me updated with how Danielle does. Like, I want her to do really well for me and Bethany. Um, and that was about like the extent of, of it. So, I mean, yeah, it was heartbreaking and devastating. And I was, and I'm obviously still super bummed and trying to figure out what's next. Um, cause at this point I, I really don't know. And I think that's part of the hardest part too, is because I was like, okay, like now this is definitely going to be my final year. I'm going to retire. Um, at least from individuals, like maybe I'll do team or something. I don't know. But I was like, this is going to be it. Like, and now I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm like in the middle of it. So I'm like, I don't know if mentally I can do another year, but also it's like, I don't want to go out like this. And so it's obviously like sucks, like not competing at the games. So then it like sucks even more now thinking like, okay, what do I want next? You know? So yeah, sorry. I just talked to like ever. <laughs> That's okay. We literally cry almost every podcast episode. So you're in good company here. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. But that must have been um, more than anything, like, I can only imagine it being just so freaking frustrating because like you said, like you weren't convinced you were going to compete. And then all of a sudden, you know, you were so prepared for it and it gets taken away. And that, that can be really tough. Um, but I saw that you had taken some time away from training and I'm curious to know, like, what did you learn in that time, taking the time away for yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I feel like something, I mean, not necessarily that I learned from, like, the not training and whatever, and as devastating and heartbreaking as it was, like, not being able to compete, the amount of love and messages and everything that I received was incredible like whether it was like people commenting or messaging or texting or whatever it was like there was so much love and support um and it it makes you appreciate like you know what the community the community obviously um from CrossFit but just like it's been it was really cool just seeing like how much I affect other people and inspire other people and motivate other people and just like how many people just share that um and just it means that I'm more than an athlete to them too, which, you know, like sometimes like you're like, well, I'm a competitive athlete and I've been an athlete for so long that it's like, that's kind of what you base your identity on. But through having something like, you know, testing positive for COVID and not being able to compete at the biggest competition of the year and people just reaching out and being like, are you okay? I hope you recover. I hope everything's all right. Um, just, you know, makes you feel a lot, a lot more special and loved and, ever before so you can't necessarily like identify yourself as I'm the fifth fittest in the world it's like I'm an amazing human being that's motivated and inspired and impacted other people's lives um so you know there's definitely always a positive that can come from anything and you know sometimes like taking a step back and looking on it just I don't know really lightened up my world that's one thing that um, we've talked about before on this podcast, and I always apply it to when things go wrong, like if I make a mistake in business, because I, as like a new business owner, make mistakes almost every day. And 
um, it's always a question of like, okay, how is this perfect in this moment? Like, what is this meant to teach? What is this meant to highlight? Um, and that perfect moment for you, like the outpour of love and support is amazing. And how cool that that's what, cause you would have gotten love and support anyway, if you were competing, but like, would it have been the same? Would it have hit the same? I don't know. And, and maybe like, maybe it would have, I can't answer for you, but it's, it is really, really cool to hear that and to hear how much love and support, you know, you did receive because everyone felt free. Like that was tough. Um, so I know you don't really know like what's next right now. And I don't necessarily think that like, you really should know what's next. I feel like now is a really fun time for you to kind of like play and hang out and go do a lot more fun things and like build this business. But what do you think um, you're looking forward to most about this, like maybe next period in your life or literally just like the next month? Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about the next period. I think right now, as I said, like power abs is doing really, really well. And it's been cool just to see like the lives that we've impacted. Um, and we have a lot coming up, like, let my team kind of put, you know, some business things on hold for me to be able to compete at the CrossFit Games and kind of like, you know, stacked up things that we want to do or like new programs that we want to have come out. So there's a lot of opportunity for growth there, um, which I'm, I'm really excited about. It's been cool just to see it grow. And as we bring more people on the team and continue um, to change people's lives and grow this like amazing community uh, is something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, and over the next month, uh, getting back into fitness, cause I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot better. And I'm like, I'm getting antsy just like to go and do some structured fitness again. My coach is like, you just let me know when you're ready. And I was like, I need some structure back in my life. I feel great. I feel energetic. Um, and I was like, I need endorphins again. Um, so I've started some light working out. Um, so I'm excited to get back into some structured fitness because I need it in my life. It's just part of who I am. And then also, yeah, I, we all do, right? Like get those endorphins going. Um, and my mom's birthday is actually next weekend. So my family um, is going to get an Airbnb on the lake. So it'll be nice getting to enjoy some family, quality family time with them when I don't have to work out the entire time I'm with them. Um, should be fun. So That's amazing. Happy birthday to mama. Yeah. Okay. So if anybody wants to follow along on this journey, if they want to find out more about power abs, where can people find you? Uh, first of all, my Instagram is just Carrie Pierce CrossFit. Oh, I have a lot of things on there, um, about power abs, just about me. And you can follow along with, you know, what I'm doing personally and what we're doing with the business. Um, and I'm usually really good about answering uh, messages and stuff. If you have that, have any questions about power abs or me or whatever, um, feel free to reach out there. Uh, I also have a website, which is just carriepierce.com. You can learn more about me as well. And as far as all the power abs stuff goes, just powerabs.shop is where all of my products, we just released, pro or we're about to leave, release product number 14. Um, so we have a lot of cool, exciting products and stuff there. So you can learn more about power abs and the amazing programs and community there. Awesome. And all of that, I think Lindsay's going to put in the show notes, right? Oh, it'll be there. Don't you worry. One click away, guys. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Carrie, thank you so much. 
Of course, it was my pleasure. Really enjoyed, really enjoyed that.